Welcome to our podcast, Coffee and the Six Fs, brought to you by CrossFit Camrose. We are a health and wellness podcast that wants to change the perspective away from only treating individual aspects of the human and expecting them to live healthy and fulfilled lives as a byproduct. We aim to do this by inviting experts in the categories of the six Fs, fitness, family, freedom, future, finances, and faith. We also believe that one of the most impactful things a person can do for someone is to share their own personal stories in the effort to help others. So we'll also do that for you. I'm your host, Matthew Chouinard, and I look forward to sharing this time with you. Enjoy. Welcome to today's podcast featuring Carl Stollery, professional hockey player in the Swedish Hockey League. We dive into some topics like how a young athlete can still pursue an elite level of their sport without losing their character or sacrificing their character rather, or getting rid of the values that they stand for. We also chat about how to live a purpose-driven life and how not to tie your identity to what you do, but rather who you are. We look forward to sharing this time with you. Chat to you soon. Carl, welcome to our podcast. Um, I just started recording, so we're good to go. This is our second podcast. Our first one was with Jalisa, and you heard her fantastic story. Carl is a professional hockey player. He plays with Rolanda in the KHL. Nope, nope. See, this is what happened. We did a bunch of show notes, and I said to <laughs> Carl, he's like, Matt, I don't play for Yoker anymore in the KHL. I was like, oh, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, he's won bronze medal with Team Canada. He's played in the NHL for a while. He, um, he grew up in Armina, which is a very small village. You call it a village, right? Uh, Hamlet. Get it right, Matt. Come on. Hamlet. I don't even know what Hamlet is, so that's fine. <laughs> it's by Edmonton, Alberta. Most of you... If you're listening from different countries, you probably don't know where that is, so that's okay. But um, those are the things that you've done, Carl. Those are your accomplishments. That's kind of your career, your job. But if you pulled all those away, how would you explain yourself? Who is Carl? Uh, getting getting to the good questions right, away. right off the bat here. Uh, yeah. I guess you said it. I'm just kind of a simple farm kid from out in the country. Growing up near Armina, it was just a pretty uh, standard upbringing for a rural family. But that's kind of just that's the, who I still am, I like to think, even though I've been able to travel a lot and play hockey at a high level. I think uh, hopefully I've been able to stay grounded and uh, not worry about, uh, all the exterior things that have happened in life, but, uh, I think so. I owe that to my upbringing mm-hmm. there in the cameras area, but yeah, it's mostly, it's just who, who I am as a person that really matters. And it's not all the accomplishments that, uh, I've been blessed with, but, uh, I think just the important values that have been instilled with me not that i live a perfect life it's far far from that but uh yeah i think uh that's what matters most in life is those values yep i agree keeping planted in those values is key um so you have a little piece of home as you travel the world and play hockey in different places 
Um, Carl, so we always ask, always, like we've always done this. This is our second episode, but um, we like to ask our guests what they're drinking. So what are you drinking today? What's your hot beverage? Yeah, well, it's in the evening here in Sweden, so I am not having coffee right now. I went with a loose leaf peppermint tea. Oh, loose Uh, leaf peppermint tea. Yeah, no caffeine. There's a good tea store here in Gothenburg, so I like tea and, uh, yeah, decided to go with uh, a nice smooth peppermint tonight. Awesome. So if it was morning there, what would you drink? Definitely coffee as... uh, probably wouldn't be allowed on this podcast if i didn't drink coffee yeah, absolutely. so that's the first <laughs> yeah so that's my go-to when i get up in the morning i've been uh, getting some good locally roasted beans here oh nice in gothenburg so make a little aeropress in the morning before i go to the rink and uh gets my day going there you go so why do you like drinking coffee not to stay on this coffee topic too long what do you like the taste the experience the surroundings atmosphere yeah, everything about it is great. I, the funny thing is, I don't think I drank coffee until I was about 25. I held off. I thought it was uh, bad for you. And then uh, I decided to give it a try and just love the taste. And uh, I feel like it's a good uh, thing for, for performance as well. I know all of the, pretty much all the hockey guys drink a bunch of coffee before games to heighten the, the senses a bit yep. so uh and then i think it's a great uh, social thing too with friends or yep. family around a good cup of coffee that's one thing about sweden that's cool they have the fika they call it which right. is just usually coffee and a treat and just about that social aspect we'll bring it back home when you come i like i like the sounds of fika yeah it's good because you're kind of a experimental biohack biohacker too right you like that kind of stuff <laughs> seeing what uh, you can eat and what you can uh yeah i guess some people could accuse me of that i <laughs> i think i've relaxed a little bit in some ways with that but uh if there's any way i can find a little edge within the rules i think uh why not explore those options too yep absolutely Cool. Well, not to stay on the coffee topic too long. I'm sure everyone wants to hear about your journey in um, sports. So you've played a high-level hockey and you've proven your abilities in the professional side of it. Um, what, what sports did you play growing up? How did you end up in the position you're in now? Yeah, it was all winter. It was basically just hockey, I think. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of skating on the outdoor ponds and we had a backdoor rink in our yard on the garden too, that, uh, we flooded every year. So I spent a, a lot of time out there, but as far as other sports in the summer, I never played summer hockey. It was always baseball mm-hmm. out in Armina. We had teams back then. So I always played baseball in the summer and golf was it's always been a big uh, passion of mine, too, in the summer, so I try to get out as much as I can, too. And then just, I guess, random summer sports here and there, the beach volleyball or spike ball. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, going to get some good games going again this summer. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, I'd like to hockey? keep a little variety. Yeah, true. I forgot about that one. 
played a little inline hockey for a few years too. So traveled to the States and you guys won. What was that? Yeah. Team Alberta. You played for Team Alberta. Yep. Team Alberta for a few years. Me and uh, your brother, yep. Jesse. Yep. We uh, some great experiences with that going down to the States playing, playing roller hockey. So that was another uh, really fun thing we used to do in the summer too. Awesome. Well, I should have given some context to that too. So Carl grew up, we grew up in the same town. Um, he was best friends with my older brother, Jesse. They played hockey together and we're all homeschooled. I had to put that on here. <laughs> we're all homeschooled so we could play lots shoot. of sports and shoot. <laughs> shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you played a lot of different sports growing up. Um, you didn't just stick to one sport. You played outside, hockey rink, out, out in the farm. Um, when you started... We started training together, actually, um, in the gym, fitness-wise. How old were you when you started training? Uh, I started by myself in our basement, I think, when I was, I don't know, I was pretty young before I started going with you guys to the gym. But it was probably 13, maybe. I always think it stunted my growth. That's uh, <laughs> my reason. For That's why I'm 6'6". Six, six you're not yeah. six six. Yeah, you got a late start. That's why I didn't catch you. But uh, <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I started in my basement. I was reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's old book. It was in our uh, library that we had at home, and kind of random. But I always, I really liked liked his got me into training. So that's what kind of where I started, and then it. Yeah, moved into the gym and cameras with uh, with you guys from there. Yep, you cut out for there for a bit, but I'm assuming you just said that uh, you read Arnold's book, got super strong, mm. and then the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said, and uh, no, that's definitely not what happened. But no. we, uh, uh, I imagined it anyway. Yeah, we definitely didn't know much <laughs> about. What we were doing, I guess, when we first started, we all kind of worked out together, had our group. We were very consistent in what we did, um, even if it wasn't the most ideal training regimen, but it was fun. Um, and in saying that, what would be the funniest gym story you could remember? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's probably quite a few of those. We... Like you said, our form probably wasn't up to par right. back then. We were right. just kind of figuring things out as we went. And uh, so that made for some funny things. I know you guys probably laughed at my expense more than I did at yours. But uh, I do remember one time we had one of our other friends was there with us that didn't come too often. And mm -hmm. we were trying to show him the hang clean. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a lot of weight on the bar. And uh, actually, was this you, Matt? I think this was you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was we gonna, had a friend here that, uh, yeah, oh, it's thought, you. No, it's, it's coming back to me. I think it was you. Yeah. Uh, things have changed a bit since then. But uh, at one point, <laughs> hopefully, you seem to have some kind of a mental block yep. where the bar just wouldn't come up to where you wanted it to go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we had a pretty good laugh about that. But Yeah, we uh, started that. 185 pounds and went down to the 45 pound bar and I still could not get it to my shoulders. <laughs> like 
I've heard that happens with golfers sometimes. So I'm just going to say I was a professional and yeah, I just lost yeah, it for we a second. It, we call that the yips, the yips. in golf. So I we think you got the yips one day. So yeah. yeah, that was pretty, pretty funny. Well, I'll tell my little story here. We're upstairs <laughs> and I was working on my calves. And upstairs in this old gym, there is a bunch of cardio equipment. Um, lots of people were on the cardio equipment. I put up a box to elevate myself 12 inches in the air because apparently my feet are 12 inches long. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I did that. And as I went, I didn't counterbalance the other side. I had dumbbells in my hands. I fell straight forward, dumbbells in the air, hits the ground. I was fine, but I proceeded to walk out and go home because everyone looked back at me. And I was like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, future CrossFit camera. Future CrossFit. Uh, um, so I know right now you're probably not training as hard as you would in the summer, but when you come back in the summer, how do you maintain your fitness? How do you make sure that you're ready to go for the season? Yeah, summer routines have, for the most part, been pretty similar over the years. I like to mix it up a little more now than I used to. So I usually, depending on how later season goes, I usually try to take a month off, maybe three weeks to a month of just not doing anything in the gym, not thinking about hockey or working out and just get away from it for a while. So I find that's a good uh, refresher. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just slowly start get back into it with a lot of stretching and kind of body weight stuff in general, physical preparation and then uh, just move into a few different phases as the summer goes along and yeah mix it up a lot Uh, do a lot with you just Mm -hmm. uh, yeah working on those different uh, muscle groups and uh, yeah we we call them phases in hockey I guess the hockey training is a little more specific but uh, for the most part it's pretty compatible with the crossfit as well just having a lot of variety and uh just being prepared for anything well yeah how many games would you play in a season right now our season's 52 games i think regular season then we played about 13 champions league games and then then it just depends on how many we play in playoffs so it could be up to 90 at the most i would say so I think you deserve yeah. a little phase into working out and a little break for a while. Let your body yeah. adapt back into it. Yeah, and depending on the injuries throughout the year as well, your body might be a little little banged up and sore too. So yep. it's uh, kind of nice just to let those things heal and recover as well. Yeah. So you just touched on that you won the Champions League. Um, can you explain that to us a bit? Because I'm... I guess I was a bit confused how you're still playing, but you won the league. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even know what was going on this year and didn't really know about it too much. Never playing in the Swedish league before, but yeah, we just played just random games throughout the season. We would play against other teams from other countries throughout Europe and uh, ended up just working our way through that and uh yeah we got into some playoff games and then uh, made our way to the final that was in the czech republic against the czech team mm-hmm. uh last month or january and uh yeah so it was just a one game final and 
we were able to win that game 3-1. So we won awesome. the, the Champions League, which is just the champion of Europe, I guess, basically. And then, uh, but now our Swedish Swedish season continues on, and now we're trying to win the Swedish league. Cool. When's the when's that all start? We have five games left right now, so mm-hmm. yeah, in uh, two to three weeks will be playoffs here, and then uh, yeah, we'll start that up. Cool. You also got to not to take all the time with all your. Um, your winnings, but this is it's good for everyone to hear what you've done. Uh, in 2018, you won bronze in South Korea, Korea in the Olympics. How was that? Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. It uh, was unexpected, I guess. I never would have thought that I'd be able to play in the Olympics. That uh, seems so far off, mm-hmm. I guess. There's so many amazing hockey players and then it just the timing of it where i i left north america to go play in the the khl happened to be the year when the nhl players didn't go so even even after that i knew it would be tough to make the team because there's so many good canadian players that are playing in europe or the american league so uh yeah it was just a honor and a privilege to to be selected for that team and definitely up there with the best experience of my life just being a part of something like that is yeah. on the world stage is uh, pretty incredible and to to come back with a medal is even even more amazing so it's uh, yeah definitely probably the highlight of my career awesome um switching gears a little bit here so oftentimes we get caught up we can see a lot of young athletes getting caught up in just training for hockey, just playing hockey all summer, playing all hockey all winter, and oftentimes getting burnt out um, in the pursuit of trying to make it to the top level of hockey or sports in general. It's not just hockey. Um, what would be going through it all? And we'll touch on your journey on how you got to where you are. What would be some wisdom you give to young athletes uh, get trying to get to the next level? Yeah, I touched a little bit on that before, but uh, yeah, I think the game's changed a little bit. Seems like uh, hockey is becoming more and more an all-season sport mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. But uh, so I, I don't really know the stats or anything on how kids are doing with that. But I know for me, I I loved playing hockey, but I think it was also good to have a have a break from it in the summer and do some other sports and I think it's just good for your overall athleticism just to have those other skills I think it makes you a better hockey player as well just being more well-rounded and also just a mental break too I know I think a lot of people get burnt out when it's when you're doing something constantly and yeah. uh, so I always felt really excited to get the new season going again and after having that break in the summer was uh I think a big thing for me, I'm not getting burnt out and always being excited to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people just assume that when you're playing the level hockey, you have that you played a high level your whole life, Um, which I know is not the case, but can you kind of walk us through the journey of that? 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks for keeping me humble, Matt. Yeah. Not, so, Carl, you've uh, not you've uh, you always <laughs> haven't been amazing, right? So, tell me when you weren't amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's part of that growth thing too. I was always a small guy growing up. Uh, late birthday it seemed like I was always undersized, so I think that played into it a little bit too. Where I was, I was getting cut from teams when I was younger, and kind of faced adversity with that, but. I think it also was a good thing because I was able to be a better player in the maybe lower leagues growing up. So mm-hmm. I, I think I got confidence from that and got to play lots. And that ended up being a blessing in disguise, I think, at the time. It's yeah. not fun when you get cut from teams when you're younger, but I think it gave me some drive too, just to prove people wrong. And I uh, just kept believing that... Uh, I did my best and work hard that uh, could keep moving up and yeah fortunately was able to over the years kind of just kept improving and um, yeah pretty pretty cool to see the things that have happened yep yep um, so you like you said you trained at our gym um, during the summers and we have another aspect of gym called greater uh, greater purpose strength and conditioning and our slogan is making great athletes but even greater people uh, and you kind of touched on the mindset of it and going through that adversity and stuff like that and I think a lot of times um, young athletes or not even young athletes but athletes in general can get so tied to their identity being a hockey player whereas if they lose that then who are they and I think that can be a hard transition. You probably are close to this than I, than I am, so you can kind of talk on it a bit more. But um, even outside of sports or hockey, people start to uh, tie their identity to what they do and not who they are. That's kind of like the first question I asked you at the start. Um, so in our gym, like I said, we try to help people grow uh, as people, or athletes grow as people and not just athletes. Um, can you talk about the importance of that in your opinion? Yeah, I really like that. that uh, just looking at the whole person and caring about them, not just seeing them as a as a pawn in the business, I guess, side of hockey, which yeah. is which is definitely there in pro sports. But yeah, it's uh, it's a huge part of it. I think just uh, it's easy to get caught up in what people are saying because it's all performance based. There's always people judging coaches or fans or media or ourselves if either if it's going good or if it's going bad i think there's uh, you can get caught up on it with your ego maybe if things are going really well and thinking you're you have it made or or when things aren't going well you can get pretty down on yourself too so yeah yeah just having that solid foundation i think and taking care of yourself as a person and not worrying about uh, maybe what other people think of you or say about you is uh, is a key part in being able to succeed I think in the sports and I mean I haven't this is all I've done my whole life so I'm not uh, it's going to be different when I'm done playing and I know a lot of guys struggle I think when their career's over yeah. wondering what's going to happen next and you don't have that some of the spotlight that you used to or whatever right. it may be. But, uh, yeah, there's actually, there's a lot of good programs happening right now. I think in the NHL, especially the NHLPA is 
concerned more about that now and helping guys transition out of that. So it's good to see that uh, there's some awareness with that too. Yeah, I think that's really important. And even just outside of sports in general, I think people get tied to their jobs or what they do um, and can lead to depression and anxiety and all this other stuff that isn't good. Um, so you were chatting before the show a bit about other aspects outside of hockey. You're heading to an event tonight after this show. Can you talk about what that is? Because, I mean, on this podcast, we talk more than just fitness, and it's the six Fs, right? So we want to make sure that um, we kind of ask you questions about more than just fitness or hockey or sports. Yeah, I thought it was cool timing that... Uh doing this with you but then tonight there's an event at a, the church here in Gothenburg that I'm going to it's a Hillsong church and they have a guy from Australia coming to speak tonight and I don't know too much about it but I know kind of the main points are about uh, matching your calling and your career I think a lot of people have uh, like you're saying are tied up in their what they're doing as a career instead of seeing it as a calling and mm-hmm. The higher purpose to it there's uh yeah that's where one of the f's comes into play anyway yeah. this is the faith faith aspect and uh so i'm looking forward to going to listen to that tonight and hopefully learn a bit more about it because i know we're we're all uh we all struggle with that at times and it's a balancing act of uh being able to see what's really important in life so yeah that's uh very important part of uh, my career as well is just uh, making sure I'm checking in and uh, remembering what's truly important. Yeah, because you you're part of some um, I'm blanking on the name, but some groups, let's say hockey schools and stuff like that, that are based around the church as well, right? Yeah, FCA is the one I've kind of been involved with more fellowship of Christian athletes, and there's a there's a good uh, hockey Zoom call that we do every couple of weeks. Guys who are playing pro pro hockey in Europe, we just hop on and uh, go through a book together. Just go through a chapter every couple of weeks mm-hmm. and just uh, talk about hockey and life and faith, and yeah, it kind of it's kind of nice because we all can relate to each other. We're all doing the same thing as a career and we can encourage each other and, uh, yeah, just, uh, support each other through, through our season. So that's a pretty cool bond that we're able to have, even though we play in different countries, we can, uh, all connect on that level. So that's been uh, pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. I think it's really important that people have that, community or someone they can connect with and the because i played hockey a lot of my life too there's nothing like that for not nothing but it's it's hard to find especially when kids are leaving home at what 15 16 um going to a group of people that really haven't had the exposure of living on their own so that's that's a hard thing uh i think it's important that there continues to be groups like that made and um, older athletes like you mentoring those younger people so I don't know if that's Mm. something that you've ever explored or thought of mentoring younger athletes yeah 
Definitely. There's, uh, I mean, HMI is another good hockey ministry too that, that runs hockey camps with the Christian uh, side to it too. So that's uh, another good thing that organizations are doing that are that are fun to be a part of, just uh, mentoring that next generation. And uh, I think it's really encouraging them for them to see other older professional athletes uh, still following God and mm-hmm. even in a pretty secular place. It's uh, I know for me growing up, I went to HMI camps and that was really, really cool to see NHL players that would come and talk and uh, yeah, it was encouraging for us and uh, yeah, it really helped me growing up too. Yeah, I mean, the junior hockey scene or hockey scene in general can be impactful in many ways, good and bad. So I think it's important that more uh, young athletes see that's okay to find a group to be a part of um, because Mm -hmm. you touched on going to this church event about finding purpose. And uh, I think a lot of times that we don't live into our purpose. This is my kind of thing, but we don't live into our purpose out of fear, right? We're afraid of what people might think or what people might say or what might happen or how we might fail. But I think we've all given, have this purpose in life and we need to pursue that. So um, this is is not on the questions, but what do you, do you feel like if you said, this is kind of what I want to do or this is my purpose is my cause, do you have any idea what that would be? Yeah, I mean, I think we're always we're always figuring that out. It's not like we ever have it completely made, I don't think. But yeah, I see, I see hockey as uh, something I do. It's not who I am, but I think it also provides a really cool platform, uh, like you said, to mentor younger people. There's a lot of people watching us and looking up to us that. Uh, maybe you don't have in certain other careers where you have an opportunity to really be a role model and set an example. So I think it's a unique situation that uh, I've been given. So I think it's important for me to uh, use it and not just uh, let it go either. I think, um, I mean, I'm not perfect with it either, but if I can help any any younger players or fans of the game, as someone to look up to, I think it's uh, it's part of the purpose that I have being mm-hmm. a hockey player. It's not just winning or losing games, but it's there's there's way more that goes into it. So yep. it's uh, yeah, cool to have that platform. Yeah, when we were chatting with Jalisa um, on the other podcast as well, she touched on being able to help people with what she went through, and I think that's what we're seeing over and over is that you can only really feel fulfilled if you're helping people with what you're doing. Um, if you're just doing it for yourself, you can start to feel kind of empty. Um, but maybe that's just my opinion. Hmm. Oh, I agree for sure. It's definitely sometimes there's, I know if we have events or something at the time, it seems like a chore maybe to just having to do certain things in the community or whatever. But I know after you always feel, fulfilled like you say it's rewarding just to see smiles on people's faces you're really brightening their day or if mm-hmm. we go visit a hospital and see some sick kids that are just kind of makes their day so it's uh yeah really fulfilling feeling yeah i think the 
part of the reason it's hard to hard to do that stuff is that you don't always see the impact right away, right? Um, mm -hmm. You can see the impact of winning a game instantly, but doing something for someone, you might not even know that you helped them. So that's a harder thing to do, but I think that's yeah. really uh, fruitful in its own. Yeah. Um, let's go to the closing questions here. Because I think you're going to have some good ones. Unless you have anything else you want to touch on before we... Uh, no, I think... I think we're covering it pretty well here. Awesome. We can, uh, shoot. All right. So, name one thing. I should, I should say this for you first. But you're a you're a traveler. You love traveling. So, mm. I'm guessing this is gonna be kind of a travel based one. Um, name. I shouldn't say that. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Name one thing on your bucket <laughs> list. Yeah, I definitely love traveling. I don't. I I thought about that question quick today and. There's definitely some places I want to go, but nothing really jumped out to me as one specific place. So I uh, thought I'd throw you off and nice. say one day um, I'd like to have a family and yep. yeah, get married, have yep. some kids. Have some kids. So that's uh, something looking to do one yep. day. One day. <laughs> Are you, uh, I, sh I should ask, you're single, Carl? <laughs> yeah where i'm gonna be the on the new season of the bachelor hopefully there you go hey, let's let's see if we can get as many people to share this as pop possible and get you on the bachelor <laughs> so you hear that ladies carl's single um whether he's in europe or he's coming back home so there you go he said it first i wasn't gonna say it but he brought it up well i gotta gotta throw it out there get the yep. word out you know yeah um like i was saying before the goal is to help people if you could give one piece of wisdom or advice that you think could help someone, what would that be? Yeah, I think we're kind of already been talking about it, mm -hmm. but uh, it's just that foundation, like what asking the big questions in life. I think it's so easy just to be distracted in this modern age with social media and all kinds of things that we can just go through a day without even thinking about anything yep. important. And yeah, for me, I think it's all goes back to the purpose, like we've been talking about and what really matters in life. So yeah, whatever it is, I think it's, I don't know, I know not everyone believes the same things or thinks the same things, but I think, uh, just asking those questions and doing, just searching for the truth, I think is, uh, is a big, big part of life. And then everything else makes a little more sense i think once you've you found that part of your life yep yeah i agree and i think that's something too is that it's easy to not focus on the important aspects like the success right and then but most of the time you don't see the side effects of those things until it's years down the road right you can see the side effect of not paying a bill right away but you can't really see the side effect of Hey, maybe not spending some time devotion or working out for maybe a couple of years and all of a sudden it's like, oh, bam, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's little little things that add up. It's yeah. not something that happens overnight, for sure. Right. Um, what is the most impactful thing someone has said to you or done to you, for you? Yeah, that's a good question too. I don't, I couldn't think of one exact moment that's, and you can think of a few, Jaleesa, that kind of stumped Jaleesa on this one. Too. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I mean, I there's so many um, over the years that I'm sure I overlook too. But I, to me, I just thought of just my family. I think just the the love and support I think that I got from them and still get from them my whole life. I mm-hmm. think that's been the most impactful for me. Just always supporting me and loving me no matter when I fail or screw up or things are going good, things are going bad. I think uh, that's just the best thing that parents can do for their, their children. And so I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of what popped into my head for that one. Just yep. the love and support from family. That's awesome. Um, those are questions, but just to kind of recap. Um, so we kind of get the sense now that it's important that from what you've been saying, it's important that people have more than what they just do. And I mean, maybe I was kind of guiding you towards talking about that a bit, but um, I think there's a an idea that once you've made it to the level you're at or or high level of a job or finances, whatever else, you've kind of made it. But that's that's not really the case when life keeps moving on. I don't think anyone's at, anyone's actually won life yet. So yeah. <laughs> um, it, no. it's, it's a hard thing because once you've attained this goal, life continues going on. But once you have, like you're mm-hmm. saying, you have a purpose in mind, you're always continually going for that purpose. And you probably will never reach it because it's not something you can hold and say, like, I've reached it. And I think that's important that yeah. people start to... Um, like you're going to this thing tonight in the church that people start to realize like you got to find what drives you, what your passion is, what you can put your creativity into. Yeah, no, I like that. That's, that's another thing I was going to touch on. I, I think it was the purpose driven life I read a few years ago. It's a good book by Rick okay. Warren. And uh, yeah, I talked about just, uh, we can either live in the future, or live in the past. I think we can, I get caught up in that a lot too. Just thinking if I get this, then everything will be good. Right. Or once I get to that or win this or whatever it may be. And then it just takes everything away from the current moment you're living in. And uh, you miss so much of what's actually going on in front of you. And uh, yeah, works with the past too. Yeah. You're always reminiscing about how good those times were, which isn't a bad thing, but it can also get caught there too and just kind of lose hope in the future or, or miss the present as well. So yep. that's, uh, it's, yeah, that word balance again, I think applies to so many things in our life. Yeah. And especially in the elite athlete sense, once they're done hockey, you can oftentimes look at the, the past and they get caught up in that and then they start to uh yeah. things around them start to give way because they're not yeah. in the present uh, i think that's really well said yeah cool um so carl where can we follow you where can where can <laughs> um people find your number to go on a date with you now i guess <laughs> Well, my number changes every few months because I'm <laughs> always moving around, so that might be tough. But uh, yeah, not much of a follow. Might be boring, but I post stuff on Instagram once in a while. Maybe if I'm traveling around, I'll throw something on there. It's dollary. Oh, this is like the one time you cut out, and it cut out when you were saying 
your, <laughs> your handle. Um, go ahead. That's maybe it's not meant to be. I'll put in the show notes too. Stollery. Yeah. Stollery K. Stollery K. Oh, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. You do post some good stuff. You oh. post a lot in your stories. It seems kind of, it's like artsy stuff, which I enjoy. And I, you get to oh, yeah? experience wow. the world from your eyes. There's a lot of cafes and a lot of saunas. You love to yeah. sauna. Yeah. You'll see a lot of that content on there. Yeah. I appreciate the compliment, Artsy. I never never thought someone would call me Artsy. There you go. I'm just I'm just pumping your tires here, Carl. Yeah. So Yeah. You're setting the bar a little high. People are okay. gonna be <laughs> Well no, I did bring you down before, remember I said before oh, you started yeah, in hockey. Yeah. So just keep the balance. Yeah. It's a balance, like you said. Even evens out. Even Stevens. Okay. So no we follow you. You'll be back in cameras this year to train, I'm guessing. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, usually plan my life one day at a time. So <laughs> living in know. the present. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little too much, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be back. It'll be good to see everyone again. I miss miss it there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be I'll be back to hang out. Cool. Well, thanks, Carl. Thank you. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us today in our episode featuring Carl Stollery. If you found this beneficial for yourself and you think someone close to you, not close to you, could benefit from it, please send it to them. We want to help as many people as we can through these stories and bring on experts. If you're a young athlete or older athlete, please check out the show show notes where we link our website to Greater Purpose Strength and Conditioning. Our goal with that program is to create great athletes, but even greater people. We don't want to lose sight of the person in pursuit of the athlete. Thanks for joining. See you next time.